Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. And today I'm excited to welcome Amberly Lambertson, who is the creator of A Prioritized Marriage, which is a platform that helps couples find simple ways to make their marriage a priority. So welcome to the show, Amberly. Thanks for having me, Julie. What is your question for me today? So I kind of have maybe a somewhat loaded question. But <laughs> aren't they I'm, all? Aren't they all? Yeah, right. I'm just wondering how do you how do you maintain a good relationship with family and friends on like various levels when you don't see eye to eye politically or religiously, especially in light of the times we've experienced over the last year? Okay. I feel like there's layers maybe to that. Yeah. So do you have a specific situation that you're struggling with? Yeah, I've had, I've had a few. So kind of on like a lighter level, I see that even family members and friends that I may be on, you know, we may say we, we have the same religion, or we kind of have the same overall general political beliefs. But when you get down to the issues, we've seen things like masks, or a recent one has been like the why being lit up with the rainbow colors, you know, those Mm -hmm. things that maybe we don't see a hundred percent eye to eye on. And I've found that rather than discussing, I have some friends who are more than willing to discuss differences with me, even when our differences are like totally separate, but rather than discussing a lot of times people, well, I'm just not comfortable with talking about that. That makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're discussing a similar like you have the same views on something, they're more than willing to dive in and have it out. Right. Yeah. That's what I've kind of seen in a lot of my close family and friend relationships. recently. Okay. Okay. And I just want to go back to something you said, light up the why. And just for our listeners, she's talking about BYU. Uh, Some people went up there and did rainbow colors around the why on the mountain. So just so people know what you're referring to. Okay, so your question is, how do you handle when people don't want to engage in conversations? Yeah, I, yeah, let's talk about that first. Okay, well, you can't really engage with people who choose not to engage, mm-hmm. right? There are lots of reasons why people would choose not to. Some people think any kind of difference is threatening or is contention, and so they tend not to have those conversations. Yeah. They may think you're just looking for a debate and they don't have the energy to do that. Lots of different reasons why. But, you know, is that okay that they don't engage on that topic with you? Yeah, I think sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when is it a problem? So I think sometimes I find it to be a problem when it's something that... I don't know, like where maybe they're, they, they've expressed their opinions or something. And I say, Hey, I want to just share with you this thought that I have on it. I guess maybe there's obviously the people who are just going to shut it down completely. And you're not going to have that conversation with them, but how would you bring up that conversation in a nice way or in a civil way to let them know, like, Hey, I'm not here to debate or fight. Like, I really want to see I really want to hear your side and I really want to share my side. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. 
Well, and I think you just answered your question right there to say, hey, are you open to a conversation to share our different points of view and really try and understand where the other person's coming from? Okay. I'd like to understand you. Yeah, I think that's good. So like I said, I kind of have layers in this of where I've seen it in my own life recently. Mm-hmm. And I've seen not just people who we've always believed differently, but people who are changing their beliefs. And I see that contention that, I mean, I've seen it with my extended family and people outside of my circle that it doesn't directly impact me, but mm-hmm. I've seen it with myself too, where you have those things where it becomes like a heated, now we believe totally different. And I don't know where I wanted to go with that question. Um, but how, do, I guess, how do you civilly keep those relationships So let me give you kind of an example. So we have a family member who has left the church, the LDS church, which is what a lot of our family believes. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of family members who have, and we're totally fine coexisting, no problems. We can share our differences. They understand where I come from. I've understood where they come from. Then I have others who, like one in particular, they've left the church and they find it their duty. I don't know. They have their own reasons for it to throw out all those things that they don't believe in anymore. Mm-hmm. And it gets to that point of hurt between the relationship, right? Okay. Do you feel like there's a way to maintain those relationships and respectfully, I wouldn't say disagree with them, but things like you just unfollow them on social media and don't have to look at it and can stay that way. But I've seen mm-hmm. it also just like totally breaking off friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't do anything about those relationships out there. Yeah. Like, like, like their their relationship with other extended family members. Yeah. But you can be in charge of your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So what boundaries would you like to set with someone who is actively tearing down something that is is sacred to you? Uh something I've done with this person specifically so far. Um and it's just been purely on social media. They live mm-hmm. far away. We don't interact in person as often anymore, uh, especially with COVID, all that kind of stuff. But I just unfollowed them. And then I've chosen to like once a week, I put myself in a space and I'll just scroll through their stuff and like their personal posts where it's like, oh, here, let me show you this fun activity we did with friends or whatever. But then I worry about like what happens when you come into that space with them and you're trying to maintain a relationship with them, mm-hmm. but it is more of that like attacking yeah. type of thing where yeah. they're like, they're saying like, I'm going to share, you know, I'm free to share. And I guess maybe, maybe then you end up cutting off the ties. But for me, that's really hard. So I'm like, I want to find a way to keep that relationship. Yeah. Well, why, would, why would you cut off the ties if they're saying something that you disagree with? Yeah. Well, and I've seen lots of people do that. And so like at what point, where do you put that barrier? I guess that boundary of. If do, they're personally you know attacking you. Yes. If you get to that point. If they're personally attacking you, that's the boundary. Mm-hmm. Right. If they're coming after you directly, that's different than saying my religion, da, 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 or this hurt me, or I found out about this. That's about the faith tradition. Okay. Yeah. But makes- if they're. Does that make sense? And so yeah. they can think that who cares? Okay. They can say whatever they want. It It's not personal. Okay. I think, yeah, I think that's something I tend to forget. I think a lot of people tend to forget that too, but when, and we're taught the removal, 
right? We're taught in the Latter-day Saint faith to kind of collapse our identity with our church identity, right? So if someone's attacking the church, it feels like a personal threat. It's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's separate. Yeah. They can attack the faith without attacking you. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. And so I guess then you just can choose not to engage in that. Is that what you would say? Like, Uh thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, you don't comment on something and you, if you know, it's going to escalate and Mm -hmm. that it's not really about understanding each other's point of view. Okay. Don't engage. That may, yeah, that makes sense where it's different from, they're not wanting to understand at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you are interested in understanding where they're coming from, then get curious and ask good questions. Okay. But them attacking your faith tradition is not a personal attack. Separate those. Okay. Um, So then I guess kind of going back to the politics thing, Mm -hmm. what would you say? So in this last year, I'll tell you a kind of person. Well, it is a personal experience, but, um, and it's one that really hurt that I had a friend. We've been friends for forever. They're one of those friends, you know, you know, every player in each other's lives. Like you are just, you can go six months without seeing each other and you come back together and it's like you've been together every day. Yeah. So around this election, election week was a very heightened emotion time. And I saw this person posting on social media, if you voted for such and such candidate, we can't be friends, remove me from your life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, like I may have voted for that person, but I don't feel like that constitutes me as what you're you know, what you're saying that she, you know, what you're Mm -hmm. saying that kind of person is right. And if you want to remove me from your life, then that's your choice. But I wasn't going to come out and say, Hey, voted for that person. You get to choose to remove me. Mm -hmm. And then it became to the point where I got a a text that said, Hey, I have to know, did you vote for this person? We've been friends our whole entire lives. I wouldn't want that to ruin our relationship, but I can't be around people who don't make me feel safe because I feel they have beliefs that does that make sense? Mm-hmm, and yeah. so I came out and said, I did vote for that person. I would hope you would know who I am as a person outside of who I vote for. But if you feel like you need to remove that, I'll respect that. And I chose to respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. It was really, really hard though. So did she cut you off? Yes. Mm. And so it was really, really Ouch. hard. It, it was hard for me to see. I think the harder thing for me was that people are lumping. And because I've experienced this personally, they're saying, if you support this thing, or if you support this person, you are this type of person. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know yeah. how you feel about that. Or how do you respond to something like that? I tried to respond very civilly, but it still mm-hmm. kind of sucked because I wanted to be like, wait, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet you felt really misunderstood. Yes. Yeah, so she gets to tell whatever stories she decides about people who vote for fill in the blank, right? And both, all sides do that. They kind of pigeonhole, like, oh, if you're a liberal, you must think this and believe this. And if you're a conservative, then you must think this and believe this. And Mm -hmm. so I think the lesson for all of us in this situation is to recognize It's not black and white like that. People are complex and 
no side has all the answers or all the good or all right that right. it's it's a lot more complex than that and and i think with this friendship if she's telling herself that story there's not much you can do other than respect her boundary and say i'm here for you if you ever change your mind and i'm really sad i you know i'm going to miss you yeah and that's kind of what i did and it's it's been really hard yeah to, um, it's grief you have to grieve that loss yeah and I think it's hard too, because like you said, like they assume, you know, mm-hmm. you're that person and you're like, I thought you knew me better. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really so, painful, Amberly. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. And it's still sometimes is. I mean, it's yeah. not that far removed and it's, it's really hard. I think it's really hard for people to respect those boundaries though, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I like how you said it. You just have to choose to do it. Yeah. And you also had the option of saying, you know what, that's a personal thing I'm not willing to share. Yeah, that's true. So I did consider doing that. <laughs> you don't owe anyone, you know, that's a that's a personal decision and you don't owe anyone that information. Yeah, that's true. I kind I think I kind of hoped that by sharing that and being honest about it, it would make her still feel safe, even though right. she determined. <laughs> right. Even though she said she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But, nope. but I get it because she knows you, right? She knows that that's not who you are. Yeah. So you were trying to show her who you are and she told a different story. Yeah. So what would you say to people who experience this like in their marriage? Because I feel like that's a big thing. I don't experience this on a huge degree in my own marriage, but I mm-hmm. have seen it a little bit in like recent as I've started to get more into the politics side of things, or you know what I mean? You explore, you're going to, you're going to see differently a little bit. And I think this last year has exacerbated, is that the word I want? Has exacerbated that because it's such, there's such high political and religious and all kinds of belief, mm-hmm. or I guess they're all kind of moral beliefs, right? Tension. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who has that in their relationship? Um, how to, I guess I would think like how to still be vulnerable and open up and be completely, completely vulnerable with each other, completely intimate in that relationship without it becoming an issue. Yeah. So it's probably going to be an issue. (laughs) It's going to require a lot of work to not think in black and white terms. Like Mm -hmm. we're on, we're enemies, right? There will be topics that and times when you can probably talk about certain topics, you know, if you're both kind of in in a calm space, but there are times when you probably shouldn't talk about hot topics. If you're highly escalated or you're really tired, that's a very bad time. Yeah. But what's say don't go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> no, go to bed mad, talk in the bad morning. Advice. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you should be like. I should be asking you the questions because I'm in a mixed political marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. so this applies to me. Okay. So I guess, how do you handle it then? Because I mean, I, my husband and I are pretty much similar on political, but I've seen recently where things where, you know, I'll share something and he doesn't hundred percent agree with me mm-hmm. and he's much more educated on the political side of things. So I often back down and I'm like, uh, I probably don't know what I'm talking about, yeah. but, or even with religious things, like how, yeah. yeah and we're just, on different pages with that too. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And today's our anniversary. Today's your anniversary. I've kind of gotten that idea from your stories. So I was like, I feel like she would would have some advice. Is it just that you choose times to handle that or you avoid topics or say like, this isn't something we're going to discuss because we know it's going to always be a conflict that like, what is it? 70, however much the number of Gottman, Gottman says 70% are, of, yeah, of things 70%. are not solvable. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, is it 70, 73, something like that. Yeah. So sometimes we talk about things and sometimes we don't. Okay. And sometimes I'll go talk to people who friends and family who think that closer to what I think. So it's important. And what I've learned is it's important to know what you're seeking when you talk about it. Okay. Like a lot of times he wants to debate things and I'm not interested in that. Um, okay. I like that doesn't interest me. So I, he'll go talk to other people. Sometimes you just want validation. And so you go to, I would go to someone else and he would go to someone else for that validation because we probably couldn't give each other that validation about that specific topic. So then would you like tell couples to have a discussion before the discussion then? Yeah, I would. Are you willing to talk about this? Yes. Kind of, I I guess kind of like now that I'm thinking about it, kind of like, Hey, I'm going to share this story with you. And I just am looking for someone to listen, or I'm looking for you to problem solve. Would you say kind of like that? Yes. It's important for you to know what you want and then ask for what you want. Okay. Right. Yeah. I need some validation or I need somebody to listen to me rant about how upset I am about this policy or whatever. Can you do that for me? Okay. No. Okay. I'm not going to go to you right, right now with this thing. I'm going to go to someone else and that's okay. You don't have to think the same things, believe the same things to be close. And that's called differentiation of self. And too often we get into marriage and think that we need to be the same Mm -hmm. when that's really boring. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) You want to have some things in common. Differentiation of self. Mm -hmm. And that's the ability to identify your own thoughts and feelings. So that would be like what I need from this conversation What's a thought? What's a feeling? So I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling sad. And then the ability to have a different, different thoughts and feelings than someone else while still remaining connected. Okay. Okay. I like that a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to look into that more. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about it quite a bit. It's been really helpful for me and personally in this process and in a lot of areas. And it's also you practice it, right? So you practice allowing space for other people to have differences. And I don't feel threatened by it as much anymore, where it's, it can feel really threatening, especially when it's political or religious differences. Yeah. It's I think that's, that's something I definitely should work on because all these <laughs> things, you know, all these things that we've talked about, I'm like, oh, that actually would work. Like going back to the fa- conversation with the family who didn't, So I was laughing about on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen any of these, but after BYU came out with their statement about the LGBT community lighting up the Y with the colors Mm -hmm. and people, there was a funny one where there was like a rainbow shining through the glass and it was in one of the BYU offices. You could see the Y in the back and they were joking. BYU, did you 
gave, you know, we found another rainbow. You might want to make a, you know, statement or this week it continued where there were rainbows in promo Mm. and every angle people took it, it shined over the Y and the picture. And so people were saying, you know, do you need a statement on this? Did you, (laughs) did you say you'd allow this? And so I had just made a comment, like my favorite part of this week has been watching the backlash just the funny things that people have come up with mm-hmm. and that's where it was like a complete shutdown like I don't I don't like to talk about that because it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and so thinking about where you're talking about this differentiation of self and like on that spouse level we talked about I thought oh I guess I could have just said well I just want to show you these funny things like are you willing to see like the funny things like nothing political about it or yeah yeah are you really just like you don't want to talk about that topic right now yeah I love, I love that, like having a pre-conversation about the conversation. This is what I am expecting or what I would like or like to request. Can you give that to me? And if it's no, it's okay. It's not personal. And if it's yes, great. You have the conversation. But we need to take responsibility for what we're looking for. Yeah. As humans, we're not good at that. <laughs> we just think people should know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. our partners. Well, and I talk about that all the time with marriage. Like you have to communicate your expectations. You have to communicate like the simplest things. And I don't mm-hmm. think we thought about it on this level. Of, mm. So I appreciate that insight because good, that's helpful a lot. I think that'll help me in like, like I said, every layer of this question that I had. Um, yeah, it's really the core of your questions are all, how do you deal with differences with mm-hmm. people that you love? Right. Ruining the relationship. Yeah. Is it, you have to give up the relationship and the answer is no, you practice differentiation of self holding space for differences while remaining connected and allowing yourself to have a unique self, unique thoughts and feelings and expressing those Mm -hmm. and being okay. If those aren't shared by everybody around you, we really, life would be boring if everybody thought the same thing and felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I like that. I wrote that differentiation of self and I'm going to go find all the times you talk about it now that I like <laughs> have internalized that. I think that will help me out a lot because yeah, that's my hard thing where I'm like, I don't want to end there. But like my friend who decided to end the relationship, like mm-hmm. sometimes it's going to happen whether I want it to or not. Mm-hmm. And, and you can choose not to, right? Like yeah. you can choose to hold space for your relative who has, who has different opinions about the church you belong to. It's like, well, that's, that's okay. It's his opinion. Like, what does that have to do with me? Yeah. Right. That's the differentiation. He can be different or she can be different and I can have my values and my beliefs and we can still remain connected. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I'm going to work on that because I think it's hard. I think especially right now that people are so tied to those, this is what makes me who I am. And if you're not that kind of person, then I can't be associated with you. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. can't, but I can't, like you said, I can't control that part of people, which is really hard for me too. Cause I want to be like, but wait, but you're being a black and white thinker. You're being all or nothing. And people get to, mm-hmm. and we just right? have to let them, which is hard. <laughs> we cannot control that. And as much as we would like to, or like to think we could, uh, we, we can't. And everybody's on their own journey and at a different place. And we're going to be at, a, at different places in a year or two years. Mm-hmm. And so I think to give everybody grace and assume positive intent 
and, you know, move, move forward with the relationships that you can move forward with, or that are willing to, to do that work with you. Yeah, that's great. I thank you so much. I'm You're excited welcome. to like implement this. So the big take home was that concept of differentiation of self. It seems like that yeah. the ability to have a unique self and allow others to have a unique self while still remaining connected. Yeah. And that that unique self doesn't necessarily affect our ability to have that positive relationship. Right. Exactly. Yay. Good job, Amberly. Thank you so much for being willing to come on the show. Well, thank you for talking me through all my (laughs) layers of this. My pleasure. My pleasure. That's, that's what I love to do. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. So (laughs) thanks for being a part of it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider reviewing and rating it on Apple Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.